Should the Jackets consider trading the third overall pick? We discuss what they might be able to get back for a trade like that today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Hiosorn. With me is my co-host, Jay Foster. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, thank you all for listening, making this your first listen every day. We appreciate it very much. Locked On Blue Jackets remains free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. This Episode is all to also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty bucks off your first purchase. All right, Jay. The Blue Jackets have something that the rest of the NHL wants. Well, maybe not the rest. Maybe not Chicago and Anaheim. They're not jealous of the Blue Jackets. In fact, it's vice versa. The Blue Jackets are jealous of those teams. But anyway. The Blue Jackets have a very high draft pick in this year's draft, and there's some very desirable players out there, not just after Fantilli and Bedard. There's also Carlson and Matt Mitchkov. There's a lot of names that a lot of teams are looking at. So as a Blue Jackets fan, you have to sit here and consider the idea that crazy head Yarmo likes to make trades, and he'll trade just about anything for anybody that he wants at that time including a draft pick this high. Now, when you hear that as a Blue Jackets fan, Jay, does that get you excited, the idea of trading the third overall? Uh, the short, I get, no, is is the short answer. Um, I want to, to kind of start off just by clarifying. Um, the reports are coming out of the Blue Jackets. The third overall pick is not available. Um, however, Stranger things have happened. If someone calls and they have the right trade package, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit, what that trade package could look like for us to be happy moving this. I also need to. I also need people to know just how good this draft class is, to the point where you look at the past maybe ten years and a guy like Adam Fantilli, who there are whispers that Adam Fantilli might drop to third. I think the Ducks are taking a good long look at Leo Carlson at second. If Fantilli drops to third overall, um, in my mind, Fantilli is better than eight of at least eight of the 10 last first overall draft picks. Um, I think he's better than Slavkovsky. I think he's better than... I'm, I think he, the only guys that I don't think he's better than are um, Matthews, McDavid. I think you could make an argument that he's kind of on par with Jack Hughes, but I think he's better than Lafreniere. I think he's better than Slavkovsky. Um, I think he's better than Nico Hisha. Like, there's... And he could be, he could fall to third overall, you know? So, like, my immediate thing is it better be a damn good trade. For it to make for to make it worth, you know, and we talked about this a little bit with the the should we trade third overall to Toronto for Austin Matthews? Like, I genuinely think I would rather have Adam Fantilli or Leo Carlson for the next fifteen years than you know five to eight years of basically any player apart from maybe like 
10 to 15 guys. Okay. 10 to 15 guys. That's quite a lot of guys that you would consider the Blue Jackets trading well, for. Well, I mean, so I, I say 10 to 15 guys, but I am including in that, you know, guys like, would I trade it for Sidney Crosby? Probably. Would I trade it for Leon Dreisaitl? <laughs> yeah. Like Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. David, you know? Um, so it's, of the guys that are available, I think there's a very, very low number of guys that I would even consider with third overall, you know? Um, and again, we're going to, we're going to talk about some, some names that have been linked to the Blue Jackets. I think Elias Lindholm is the biggest one. Um, if you trade third overall for Elias Lindholm and don't get anything but Elias Lindholm back, like to me, that is a big L. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Third overall in this draft is so good. Um, and I don't know about you, Hayden, but we could look at some previous third overall picks. Um, one that Blue Jacket fans will be very familiar with, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I would take this third overall pick over Pierre-Luc Dubois in a heartbeat. Um, Mira Hiskinen went third overall to the Stars. It's very Kotkaniemi to the Canadians. Kobe Dark- Real quickly, question about the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Let's say that Pierre-Luc Dubois, obviously there's some issues there with how he left Columbus, but let's say hypothetically he came out and was like, I want to be a Columbus Blue Jacket more than anything in my life. I want to wear that jersey again. Please trade me to Columbus. What will it take? Third overall pick, straight up one for one. You're not you're not trying to get back Pierre-Luc Dubois if that was the case. Like just a player like that, uh, a center who can, you know, is proven in the NHL but not totally been a superstar. Like if you could get that back at maybe that age kind of, 24 25 would be huge but let's say even a later age like 27 28 would you get that would you take that back and you don't have to answer right now you can wait for a pause and a breath because we will talk about that next on locked on blue jackets Before we move on, I want to tell you that bird dogs are a great summer wear. Bird dogs make you look good. The bird dogs khaki shorts, they stretch. They're designed to flit to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than any regular short as well. They're not that stiff like cotton. They're the nice kind of flexy, stretchy stuff that you can, you know, run and jump in and also look good if you're going to, you know, a party later that night. For the summer, they're great because you're wearing shorts. That's what I want to wear in the summer. Get yourself a pair of bird dogs. You will look fantastic. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. Okay, so we're living in this fantasy world where the Blue Jackets are going to trade this third overall pick. Jay and I have established that this draft is very, very rich in talent. So the Blue Jackets would obviously need to get something decent back if they were to give up something like this in the draft. Now, before we talk about what you want back, you got to identify the teams who would be looking. The Arizona Coyotes are a team that has just been the Arizona Coyotes for the longest time. They need something, anything to get them excited, anything to build a future on. So they are looking to move up in the draft. The Coyotes have the sixth overall pick right now. If they see a star in the top three that they, and it's not Bedard and maybe it's not Fantilli or Carlson, 
but you're going to get one of those guys if you move into the top three. What do you like back from the Coyotes? Jay, just off the rip, I would take a look at Nick Schmaltz. Um, I would take a look at 27-year-old Nick Schmaltz from the Coyotes. The guys put up 58 points in 63 games this past year. He was pretty much the guy that carried the team, I think, down the middle for them. He was a, a player that I really, really liked whenever I turned them on and watched them play in their little mullet arena. Nick Schmaltz, number eight, he seemed to be all over the ice, and he got along very, very well with Clayton Keller on the ice. I don't think the Yotes are going to quite give him up, nor do I think the Yotes would want Clay or the Blue Jackets would even want Clayton Keller because he's a winger and the Jackets are stacked that wing. But what are you requesting, Jay, from either the Coyotes or from anybody that might want that third overall pick? I mean, in my mind, it would depend on where they are. So let's let's look at the, the Coyotes specifically. I would want. For third overall, I would take their sixth overall pick back. And it's tough because do you want, like, I might take someone like, they would not give him up, uh, you know, but do you take like a Dylan Genther in that deal? Do you take a Connor Geeky in that deal? You know, in a heartbeat, I would take a player like, um, oh God, I've completely blanked on his name, Logan Cooley. I would take Logan Cooley and uh, sixth overall for third overall in a heartbeat. If the Coyotes GM is any good at his job, which, I mean, re- kind of remains to be seen, he'd probably say no to that. But to me, I would want, instead of you know, a 27-year-old Nick Schmaltz, I would want a very high-level, good, young center. Whether that ends up being, you know, someone like Connor Geeky, who I believe went in the 10 to 15 range, Last season, um, I was I was pretty high on him when I was doing my draft coverage last year. Um, Dylan Genther uh, again is a winger, so that's maybe not the the move. But I might do um, third overall for sixth and Konigiki. That might, that might be my that might be my my trade offer to the Coyotes. Like I would take Clayton Keller on this team in a heartbeat, but again, he's a winger. We just have so goddamn many wingers, and frankly. If you're trading third overall, it's for a center. It just is. That's what the Blue Jackets want in their third overall pick. They want to draft a center. And so if you're not going to offer a center in return who you can play for the next, you know, eight to 10 years minimum, to me, you're like a client and laughs and puts down the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of put myself in a corner when I said the name Nick Schmaltz as the guy the Jackets would be trading the third overall pick for, but Nick Schmaltz is very good. Don't sleep on him. Um, no, but it's, that's it's not, not me saying that, that Nick Schmaltz is bad. He doesn't sure. have a great name. Nick Schmaltz just doesn't sound like it doesn't sound <laughs> sexy by no means, but he is, and he's a handsome looking man to each their own. But um, yeah, I mean, I would look at a center as well, obviously Jay and another guy that we've heard may want out of a team that needs some rebuilding is Evgeny Kuznetsov in the Washington Capitals. And they're all the way back at eight but again if they see their next generational talent if they see the next franchise piece in this top three then they could make a move up and Evgeny Kuznetsov is a guy that we know once out of Washington he's he's maybe had enough of yeah. playing that is, over there. That is a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there that is a hard no okay okay uh, if I am trading the third overall pick for a 31 year old center that has two years left on his deal I would 
be damn sure I'm getting something else as well. Like, <laughs> you'd have to send something the other way. So, like, this is where it gets complicated because you'd have to send something the other way. So, like, third overall plus Jack Rostovic for Evgeny Kuznetsov, uh, eight overall. Because I think if you – there is no way. If you trade this third overall, you better be getting a first-round pick back in this draft. It is inexcusable to go into this draft class without a first overall pick, uh, without a, a first round pick, excuse me. Yeah, so, I was going to, hypothetically, you'd get Kuznetsov and the Capitals eight in the right. situation. And then I'd also want something else on top of that. But I like, okay. I'm looking at the. Sonny Milano. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> but like, do you take, you know, someone like uh, Ivan Mirashnik? I always butcher his name. I do apologize. Um, Mirashnichenko. Ivan Mirashnichenko. Mm-hmm who I believe went in the 15 to 20 range last year. Really great story. Kid got diagnosed with, I believe, a brain tumor and then still got drafted in the first round. He's now in remission and is playing pro hockey. So, like, you love to see it. That's a really great story. But, like, I think that's that would be my starting point, would be third overall, Jack Rostovic to make the money work, four, eight overall, Evgeny Kuznetsov and Mirosh And I still feel like I would, I still feel like I would say no to that. The, the, the top three and the, arguably the top four to five in this draft are just so good. Mm-hmm. This draft is so stacked. Like, it would have to be an out-of-this-world good trade package for third overall for me. Yeah. Uh, so, like, dream trade package would be Austin Matthews, right? Like, that would be... Like, if you could get Austin Matthews, because we've talked about this before, where he may want out of Toronto... Some Leafs fans would disagree. Some Leafs fans in our comments have certainly disagreed. But the fact is, at some point, he's going to want to play back in his home country, I do believe. Who will it be for? I don't know. Uh, Will it want to be for Mike Babcock, a guy that he used to play for? I don't know. But could the Blue Jackets make a trade for that? I would be excited about that. Now, that's completely hypothetical, but we know that Yarma likes to shoot big. So I'm very, very excited that this would even be discussed, but you might have mentioned that the Blue Jackets are not open to it, which stinks um, because I love these kind of conversations. And I think the Blue Jackets should at least throw it out there because it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings other than maybe somebody in that top three about it. So uh, I don't know. I don't even know why we call it a top three because we all know where Bedard's going. And it just it still makes me mad even to this day thinking about that, but that how he's not going to be a Columbus Blue Jacket when he's such good friends with Ken Johnson and they're lighting up the roller hockey league together and like man this could be it happening been so much fun. it would have like, been so much fun Gary <laughs> come on Gary why can't you just have a and brain like, for us Anaheim Ducks fans are in exactly the same boat I know Kent Johnson and Mason McTavish are very good friends so I think it's mostly that we're we're annoyed at Chicago mostly um yes it makes sense but it's it's gone. The Blue Jackets are still going to get a franchise pick. And that's that's the other thing, is I don't know how, how often does a franchise center come along. You know, I like Kuznetsov as a center a lot. He's not going to be the franchise center. He's 31 years old. Elias Lindholm, not going to be the franchise center. Kevin Hayes, he's not, I don't believe he's anywhere near the conversation for a first round pick for Kevin Hayes. But, you know, he's not that franchise center. So to me, the third overall pick would have to go in exchange for, like I said, someone like Connor Geeky, who could be a franchise center. Um, and here is um, one more uh, concept for you before we uh, before we take a quick break here. Um, the Canadians, apparently, are very interested in trading up. They have a guy that they really like. Um, so do you, for example, 
third overall for their fifth overall pick, their first pick next year, and Kirby Doc. I like I do like Kirby Doc. I do like Kirby Doc. That's Young, that would be interesting. Very good center. I I could see I could see that that working out. And then I at could fifth see that overall, too. at fifth overall, you might still get someone like Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Points this season, you know? So I would love to I that that to me is the kind of trade. I think if you're trading down any lower than fifth, I think you're gonna lose this trade, regardless of, of what you trade it for. We're going to keep the conversation going, and I think there's a whole lot of people that Jay has already listed that he doesn't like, but we'll keep rolling with what else we wouldn't want in this hypothetical trade next on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I want to tell you a little bit about game time. Game time, are you a little stressed about buying tickets, trying to find last-minute tickets, hunting down the best price either to a sporting event, a concert, or a comedy show? Stop stressing on all those silly apps. Go to Game Time. They get killer last-minute deals and the best ticket price guaranteed. Again, stop stressing over tickets. Just go to Game Time. They have plenty of tickets for any show or uh, game that you're trying to, to – Find tickets to game time is an amazing spot for that. I've already gotten great Columbus Clippers tickets. I've already gotten great NASCAR tickets this past year. They're a fantastic place to buy tickets. So snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Blue Jackets may consider trading the third overall pick, and it's frustrating for somebody like Jay who thinks that this draft is absolutely stocked. I think this draft is also very stocked, So, but I'm also open to current players in the league. It sounds like Jay kind of has a pocket list of about 15 that is like, if it's not one of these guys, then I don't want it. But I would be okay. I'd be leaning into some guy like Nick Schmaltz just because I don't think 27 is too old to where you can still build on that as your future. Um, he's a proven guy in the league. I would be I would be for that. Again, though, I would need the sixth overall pick from the Yotes back and Nick Schmaltz. Um, but some trades I certainly don't want to see. I don't want to see us go in and get another defenseman. I don't really want to see the Jackets trying to go get Clayton Keller because, again, that's as much as I'd love to have him on the team, the Blue Jackets have tons of guys waiting in the wings, quote-unquote. We just talked about yesterday how uh, Trey Fix-Wolanski is just looking to crack this lineup at that position. The Blue Jackets need depth at center. So if the Blue Jackets aren't going to be looking for a center in a third overall trade, then I don't want anything to do with the trade. So I think that's pretty simple there, Jay. But... It seems like you're pretty much handcuffing Yarmo and saying, no, do not do anything with that third overall pick. You want one of these guys. You see the guy in the pick already. And, I mean, it could be Fantilli. It could be Carlson. Um, which one for you between those two are you like, that's it. That's that's the guy. Because it seems like in your mind there's no trade happening, which is fair. The Blue Jackets – probably shouldn't be messing around they probably should just go for one of these two guys um and 
it seems like Jay, you like to you like Fantilli. Um, Carlson's out there. I like Fantilli as well. There's different reasons why I like one and why I like the other. I mean, Fantilli, my only gripe against him is that he's a Michigan guy. And like hey, we have so many success. Michigan guys. We've had success with Michigan guys before. We have. We have. I want to bring um, more Michigan guys into the fold. <laughs> I'm, I'm about it. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay doesn't care. Jay doesn't care because he doesn't feel the Ohio State Michigan beef. Yeah. Well, yeah. our listeners just turned this show off. <laughs> oh, if like, they haven't by now. Talk? Yeah. Yeah. If they haven't by now. But I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's for me, it's like, yeah, don't make the trade because you're looking for a guy. You have the guy there. You just might have to wait for him to develop. I think that's the issue right now. Is for me, I, I'm seeing what the Jackets are doing, Jay, and I'm like, oh, they're going for it. Like Yarmo, like the moves he's making, hiring Babcock, trading for Provorov, trading for Severson. Like they're going for it. This is it. Um, do you have the time to wait for Fantilli or for Carlson to develop to an NHL guy? Do we know that those guys are going to be ready to play in the NHL right away? I don't know. That's where I worry because I'm sick of I'm sick of having these conversations about guys that have been in and out of the lineup and haven't really gotten their traction per se. I just worry about that when I look at one of these top picks because I do like guys that are that are proven as well. I do like guys that are proven. So it's just it's it's I don't know. I would hear out a whole lot of trades, but certainly anyone that included a defenseman or a winger, I would not be interested in. Yeah, I think that's where you and I differ in terms of, of things we value. Like, I love, I will always go for potential over a sure thing, um, which might be my downfall in this. And I, I agree that it does seem like Yamo has decided that the Blue Jackets are making the playoffs this season. I don't think that Fantilli or Carlson are more than a year away, max. Like, maybe Carlson comes over next season and spends a little bit of time in the NHL before coming up. Fantilli could play in the NHL tomorrow. I think Carlson could play in the NHL tomorrow. He's already playing pro hockey in Sweden against, you know, men in their thirties and he's succeeding. I think both of those guys could be NHL ready tomorrow. I know Carlson probably goes back to Sweden. I think Adam Fantilli has basically said that he's going back to Michigan regardless of, of where he gets traded. But I think waiting a year for a player it's not like we're it's not like we're drafting Mike Mitchkov and then you know waiting three years or maybe never. Um, I think I think those guys can be impact players basically immediately. Um, and you know it's I get that the 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 rush is on for Yama to make the playoffs this season. I think he knows that his his seat is pretty hot right now, and that's why I think he's making these moves. And trying to, you know, hurry the the rebuild along a little bit. And, you know, we we probably have an entire episode's worth of opinions on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or whatever. But I just, I don't see anyone that's going to be available for trade that I would have on this team over full team control of a guy like Adam Fantilli, I think. You know, and again, I'm trying not to get my hopes up here. I've heard whispers that Carlson, they're taking a good long look at Carlson at second. If they take Carson second, like you're gonna hear, you're gonna see me running to Nashville myself to draft out. <laughs> you know? um, so yeah. it, it's tough, and I get that the fan base is impatient, but I feel like we've been here before of trading away the future to win now, and all it does is get the Blue Jackets to maybe a playoff berth and then losing in the first round. You know, 
I would like just a little more patience. I think I don't think the Blue Jackets need to be a. St- I don't think they need to contend for the Stanley Cup this season. If they can make the playoffs this season, that's my expectation right now. Is the Blue Jackets make the playoffs this season? Maybe win a round. Like that for me is the absolute most that I am hoping for from this season. Um, and I don't think. I just I don't think there's a player out there that can help this team long term more than drafting either Fantilli or Carlson. Or, hell, I don't know who they're going to draft. They might go Will Smith. They might throw it all out the window and draft Matt by Mitch Cobb. You know, any one of those four guys, to me, changes this franchise. You know, I just, I think about ten, the next seven years of Johnny Gaudreau's contract, or the next six years of his contract, excuse me, um, and having Gaudreau, Fantilio Carlson, and then Line A as the top line. Like, there is no player out there that I get more excited about thinking about in that center spot than one of those guys. Barring, you know, if if the Edmonton Oilers lost their mind and were like, hey, we'll give you Connor McDavid for third overall, or we'll give you Leon Dreisaitl for third overall, like, yes, I'm snapping their arm off to shake their hand, you know? But those guys aren't available. You don't yeah. get players like Fantilli in a trade. You draft them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of my what I was trying to say there, too, is like, the player that you want might be right there for the picking. It's just you're letting me, and I'm saying you as in me, in my mind as a fan, am letting just the constant routine of drafting young guys and them just not working out to their full potential is kind of what it seems. Which I fully get. I think the Blue Jackets have been burnt by that more than other teams. But when was the last time... Blue Jackets. I mean, okay, I can answer that question. The last time the Blue Jackets drafted in the top three was Pierre Luc Dubois. Didn't work out. Um, before that, but, but, but he worked out as a player. So that's where exactly. I was just gonna turn around and say, the player that you got out of Pierre Luc Dubois was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that he just didn't want to play for your team anymore. So it's like that is not something that is gonna necessarily trans or uh, transfer over to these guys that you draft is they'll feel the same way you hopefully will get them into columbus and get them to like columbus and the culture and um obviously the rest of the league has had different thoughts of columbus as of late as we're starting to sign guys long term which is really really exciting um so yeah i i I wouldn't worry about that as much but that's a good point Pierre-Luc Dubois did turn out pretty good it sucks that he didn't want to stay but that was his personal decision that might not necessarily be the same is my point. So that's kind of what is what talks me off of the whole trading for a player thing. It just does get really exciting. You know, when you think of if the Blue Jackets could bring in a guy like Austin Matthews, like just give us the cup. Like it's kind of where I would be at. I mean, obviously a long way would, would have a lot of things would have to happen. Um, but yeah, it would be extremely exciting. It just doesn't seem like that's a reality, which is unfortunate. I think there's a very fine line to walk between making moves to hurry along the rebuild and throwing everything that you have to win now, you know? Um, And I think we've kind of seen that with teams in the past where they've thrown everything at the wall to win now and it's burned them in the long run. Mm -hmm. I don't... I I know that Yamos had a lot of criticism thrown at him over the past two, three weeks for the moves that he's decided to make, some moves I've liked, some moves I haven't liked. You know, we, we don't have to get into it again. Um, I don't think that Kekalainen is 
on the this, I don't think the seat is hot enough that he thinks it's Stanley Cup or bust this season. I think what the front office wants, I think what ownership wants, I think what um, John Davidson wants is progress. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now mm-hmm. is there's a very fine line between patience and making moves to have that progress. You know, look at the Coyotes, for example. They have been trading their players for futures for basically as long as I've been an NHL fan. You know, so coming up on over a decade now, the Coyotes have been drafting players, developing them, trading them for first-round picks, using those first-round picks on players, keeping them for a couple of years, trading them. You know, I think that's a really tough cycle to get stuck in. But I think there's a a, a world of difference between that and win-now mode, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. there's a a sweet spot in there. And I think the Blue Jacks can hit that. And I think that is getting immediate help on defense, which they have gone out and done. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about Ivan Provarov and Damon Severson over the past kind of week or so. They are, the Blue Jackets top four suddenly doesn't look terrible. You know, we've gone from a top, a top pairing of Eric Branson and Andrew Peake to Zach Wierenski and either David Juracek or Damon Severson. You know, they, they've definitely improved. And I think that since they've improved on defense, with NHL-ready players, I think they can afford to be a little bit more patient with the forwards. And that's why I think, I just keep going back to, it would have to be a damn good trade to get a player that is going to be as good as I think Adam Fantilli or Leo Carlson are going to be. You know, Leo Carlson, they're comparing him to the Sedins. Uh, Adam Fantilli just had the best freshman year in college since Paul Correa. He had a better year than Jack Eichel in his freshman year at uh, Boston College. or Bo- I can never remember whether it went to BC or BU because they're basically identical. Don't. <laughs> um, you know, Adam Fantilli has had, he could be as good as Paul Correa was. I would love to have him, but that means he's got a drop. That means he's got a drop. And that's where I guess we'll find out here in the next couple weeks yes, when draft comes. I just I don't see the Blue Jackets losing in the draft. I could see the Blue Jackets losing in a trade situation very easily. Not That's because fair. Blue Jackets make a bad trade, but if you trade potential for a sure thing, I don't know. I just I think you got a 50, about a fifty percent chance. Of, you're rolling of the dice. Yeah, yeah, you're rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice either way. And for Jay and I, I think we both agree there seems to be safer options in the draft for Columbus and especially when it comes to the control getting a player on an entry-level contract would be huge being able to keep him when he's a restricted free agent is huge it's definitely more of a surefire thing to go with the guys in the draft and that's all we have for you today tomorrow we'll be talking about the new goaltender coach Nicholas Backstrom that is the plan for then Until then, thank you so much for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets remains free and available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and the SiriusXM app. I've been Hayden Heilsorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find my co-host Jay Foster on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster. Thank you so much again for listening. Um, Until then, stay locked on.